Yeah. So what a f-ing jerk, man. You guys are, what have you done? You guys are losers. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley, and joining me via Zoom call is Ased. We are in different places at the moment. Said you're in the state of Colorado. Uh, I'm in Germany <laughs> on the way back <laughs> film tour. Was in Saudi Arabia and the UK before this. And to be honest, I have not been excited to watch Jaguars games recently. Yeah, man. I think this is the least pleasure I've ever gotten out of like a Jaguar season. Like I wake up on Sunday mornings. Usually I do a whole routine shower, get some drinks ready, you know, stand up in front of my TV. And I've last three weeks, I've been watching from my bed, man. Just it felt felt like the passion was gone. Yeah. I have, I have a supposed to go to Boston for some film work and I was trying to align it with the Jaguars January 2nd game. (laughs) Uh, Don't do that. yourself. The last couple of weeks, I was like, fuck it. I, I started to hate the Jaguars. Me too. I was not enjoying I was watching in bed, like on my phone. Yeah. 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 Same. Same. I literally, I would, I had this moment where you know, I'm traveling and usually I look forward to the Jaguars games, the time difference, you know, yeah. back to my hotel room and watch it after the day's all settled. Maybe you had like a stressful day. Maybe you had, maybe you just worn out get home and watch some Jaguars football. And I would get back to my hotel, log into NFL Game Pass, don't even have to do a VPN or anything because I'm already international, like outside the United States. And, and I'd be like, you know what? I don't even want to watch this game. Go to <laughs> watch the highlights, call it a day. Even that, I'd be halfway through the highlights, like, oh my God, what am I watching? Well, positive things now. Urban's gone. Yeah, I think I guess Urban Meyer just over the last couple of weeks, especially, just, just became an asshole. I mean, it just surfaced surface as an asshole. For me, I gave him the benefit of the doubt this whole time. Cause he's, he's, you know, won everywhere he's gone. He's won national championships at the college level. For me, the transition to the pro thing wasn't that big of a deal. I, I, I assumed it was just, you know, yeah, sure. Maybe Steve Sprayer didn't succeed in doing it. Maybe there's a lot of other failed coaches, but come on, it's still the same like sport, relatively speaking. Just like any other career field, you have like, you know, lower tier places to work and upper tier places to work, whatever. So I thought I thought that wouldn't that would carry over. okay. And then as all these things happen over the season and his his body language and his weird attitude and the way he blames people and the Chris Doyle thing, how he even hired that guy, just it's all started to get too much, man. Well, obviously, when things leaked this last week, it was it was game over. No choice but to move on. What about you? Yeah, and I kind of agree with you on that point because the NFL is actually adapting a lot of their stuff from college. So I thought the transition would be kind of smooth. I just don't know how we didn't see the red flags and Shad didn't see the red flags. Like It's obvious from this guy's actions that he's not a good guy or at least has, like, when he starts losing or is – under pressure, he starts blaming other people and he gets out of hand, man. He's a loose cannon. It's it's kind of scary stuff, and it's obviously not acceptable. The Josh Lambeau story, that just put me over the over the edge, especially because, you know, he's a love Jaguar, and ugh, it got ugly fast. 
Yeah, for Josh Lambeau, we we you know he's a he's a sacrifice here. He's another he's a player that's gone now. I, okay, yeah, he had issues in the preseason, and by the time Urban Meyer kicked him, and what is the story? He he walks up to him in practice like a six year old bully on the playground and says, <laughs> "Hey, dipshit, <laughs> makes make your fucking kicks," and then <laughs> kicks Lambeau in his injured like his recovered uh hip the the, re- the recovered side the leg that he had, had injured last year and lambo says don't you ever fucking kick me again and then urban says i'm i'm the he says i'm head, not even the head coach like i'm the head football guy or something i'm, I'm the head ball coach or something like that I'm yeah ball coach i can kick you whenever the fuck i want <laughs> i feel bad for laughing because it's so fucked up right yeah, but okay. Can can we agree that if that happened to to me or you in our place of work, I would want to that guy over and and as a kicker who has to have like immense mental preparation and readiness before games and also just before going out to kick, that would be way like more than enough to 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 throw me over the top and and up my kicking kicking game. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that it had something to do with it because Josh Lambeau was not this guy. I know he was going through some personal things, but this would put me over the top, take down your confidence. Like, I mean, your head coach is supposed to be, you know, the most supportive person in in the locker room, and he definitely wasn't. It's just a sad sight, and I just – I didn't see it coming. I had so much faith in Urban. I was wrong. I was way off, and he might have ruined Trevor – I mean – he didn't ruin Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year is supposed to, you know, progressively get better and he's regressed. So Urban tricked us. H- how did he trick us? Like, what are the things that he just wasn't ready to do at the NFL coaching level that we just that we missed? He, he wasn't ready to lose because you lose a lot of games in the NFL and college, even if you have a mediocre team, you lose, you know, four or five times a year. Right. And you still make a bowl game and blah, blah, blah. But the NFL is different, man. You, It's the way you handle your losses. And I don't think he handled the losses very well. Terrible body language. Like you mentioned earlier. So he's, he's had this career in college where he's won. He has won a lot and he's got this system that I guess kind of copy paste anywhere starts to work and I, and and it works because he's got this power dynamic as like King urban with a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds who have never been told that they have agency over their own self and life and everything. So you can kind of walk all over them probably and and kick them around literally. And, and it, and it works. And then, and he just, he just has, he's been lucky enough that he hasn't ever really had like a losing season, I guess on that. And that in the college level, if you're if you're competing well and you're a big, you know, division one team, you're expected to, to lose maximum like two games a year. Right. Like and when to try to win your uh, conference and, and go on to the yeah. playoffs and everything. He just ha- ha- doesn't have the language of a leader and the vision to navigate any kind of adversity. And, and it sounds like as a person, he didn't have the character as a human to say, Hey, I'm going to have a losing season and it's okay. You know, like it's, 
we're a team, we're building together. Let's look at the positive things. Let's build each other up. He didn't even, he didn't even have that. He's like a, again, six-year-old kid on the playground who, who keeps losing games and how to control his emotions. Yeah, it almost seemed like he had the mindset, like, which is fine if you have the mindset, like, I'm going to come in my first year and we're going to win football games. But he was like, we're going to come in and we're going to dominate everybody, basically. And if we lose, you know, that's not acceptable. But, I mean, this is how things go in the NFL. It's not easy your first year. you got to give it time. And he did not handle it well or else he'd still be here. It's, it's been awful. And now no one's going to give him a head coaching job. Definitely not in the NFL. Probably not in college. And his job at Fox that he left behind, you think they're going to hire him back? No. In so many ways, he reminds me of Tom Clausen. Yeah. And it's mostly in his like mantra and then just abuse of the players. I think he, he like he's very condescending in a way that Doug Marone never, never, ever was. He also, Urban, from the, from the very beginning, like some of the people he assembled on his coaching staff, especially that Chris Doyle moment where he thought he could hire this random ass strength and strength coach who had had essentially like scandal level racist treatment of players. Was it at Notre Dame? That this, it just reflected this, like we talked about this before, this boys club mentality. It's just like, this is his click, click. This is who he's going to get along with. And this is the kind of language he uses that's so arrogant. And to me, it's kind of outdated. And it sure as hell is not motivational for any player in like the modern era. Look at a lot of the coaches that are succeeding today. They're, they're coaches that have they've sprung from the tree of Bill Belichick or, or Pete Carroll or someone, right? But they're, they're younger guys who are applying new ideas. And even in their, just their persona, that you don't sense this gap that they try to, you know, wedge between them and, and players. This good old boy club thing, man, it's almost like, it's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm right and, and f*** you in a way that I don't think is super helpful, man. And I'm, I'm wondering now, steps forward, what, what steps the Jaguars would take. And when it comes to steps forward, it doesn't make a lot of sense because, first of all, he brought in the whole coaching staff, correct? And we know Daryl Bevel is going to take over, so he's the coach, but these are all guys he brought in. So at the end of the year, you would think they're all going to be gone, right? Because Urban brought them all with him. So really, him getting fired should mean they all get the boot. And we got to start, start from scratch again. You can't just keep his guys around. It wouldn't make any sense at all to me, would it to you? Yeah, and Daryl Bevel went like one and four in this exact same kind of scenario last year with the Lions. Joe Cullen has still getting some praise for at least defensive coaching in this last sort of, uh, what, five, six games that we've played. Uh, um, I totally agree that it is. I mean, it's a very urban branded coaching staff right now. I think you'd want to tear this down ASAP. The only exception I could see to that is if the Jaguars, and this is possible, if they if they pull out off wins, unfortunately for us, probably that would be like to God. He'd be like, oh, well, we we close it out with like a little miniature winning record here. Why don't we just keep everybody around? I don't think that'll happen either way, but I do think it's important for this team to win games going forward for the young guys' confidence, especially Trevor Lawrence's. Like he wants to win football games, and right now winning. It's not going to cure everything, but it's going to make the players feel better at least, right? Just back to Urban real quick. I, I'm wondering if former Ohio State players are going to come out and say stuff now that are already in the NFL or why they haven't already. And I'm, I'm especially curious about Carlos Hyde's experiences. You know, he, he was with him at Ohio State, and now he's with him here in Jacksonville. 
I wonder what he has to say. And uh, on a related note, how often do these abusive coaches kind of float around the system? And as long as they're actually winning, we never hear any of these things. And it wasn't until Jaguars got deep into their two and 10, two and 11 record here. And and there's, you know, articles being leaked about Urban being abusive that people were encouraged to come to the forefront. Josh Lambeau is probably the most prominent of those. Uh, So that's kind of sad, right? Like you think about how, how toxic a lot of these coaching staffs might be, or the coaches, head coaches might be around the league, but we, we never see, they never see the light of day because for professional interests, they're, they're kind of kept around and that, that whole power dynamic still, still in place. Just makes you think what else is going on around the league. Cause he can't be the only one, but I hope he is. Yeah. Just what a jerk, man. You guys are, what have you done? You guys are losers. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I do, I do love Twitter the last couple of days, man. And people, as whenever they get a chance to highlight Urban Meyer's terrible, worst ever losing record in the NFL as that coach and how short his tenure was, <laughs> rub, rub it in, rub it in. Yeah, it's probably the worst mistake he's made as a coach just coming to Jacksonville because it could tarnish his legacy a little bit at least. He could have stayed at Fox and would have had a nice job there, kept his college record, and now he went to the NFL. And not only lost games, he made it. He made a fool out of himself. I have one last little take here. I don't know. See what else you got on your mind. The Jaguars have obviously, obviously been in a slump for the last, you know, however many games. Sans Buffalo, up until Buffalo, right after Buffalo too, which was our last victory, we had a chance, like a tangible chance, in a number of games that we had played. Right. And it was the thing that was getting frustrating for us is we, were, we felt like we were almost there. And if, you know, Trevor Lawrence had connected on this one more pass. Right. Or if we had one more defensive stop or or, if, you know, if Urban had 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 called this this play one one this fourth down one other way, we could have imagined probably like a, win, a winning record. I know it's optimistic for us, but like that's, yeah. that's that's the whole NFL parody, you know, any given Sunday mantra. But for the last like six weeks, we haven't been anywhere near that i mean ever since around the buffalo time I mean, we haven't we haven't been close to being competitive and a lot of narratives have, have surfaced during that time that criticize certain areas of our game the offense is the one that gets the most criticism it's a pretty obvious one to critique and then within that there's also like the subsets like of the wide receivers right people are, have been railing on the receivers very heavily for the last several weeks the offensive line right and all of these things to me, we weren't picking apart as heavily in the beginning of the season when we were a bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. So my take is that momentum is a huge thing. Sure, when you stack us up against most teams in the NFL, we're not as talented on the roster overall. We don't have it any given Sunday to come in <laughs> and, and win for sure. But I would attribute the bulk of our disaster to a morale deficit rather than the blanket quote that our whole roster sucks. Because if our whole roster sucks, then all of us in the first few weeks of the season and definitely in the off season are a bunch of idiots because we were at least hyping up certain position groups or at least getting behind certain players, whatever. I mean, even offensive lines, a case in point, right? We didn't, didn't like them after last year. The coach, coaches said we're going to stick with them. And so then and we're all like, okay, great. Well, let's stick with them. And then they, they do okay the first several games of the season. And then now we're just not complaining. And they didn't really change, you know? <laughs> so 
anyway, I think it's a morale cratering. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it comes down to, I don't think they wanted to play for Urban Meyer anymore. You know what I mean? So they kind of stopped playing. If you don't, if you're not playing for your head coach, it's hard to win games. You know, if you don't believe in your head coach, you're not going to win games, which most players do believe in their head coach. And there's probably been drama. Obviously you heard the Marvin Jones story. And I hope to hear more of that because I think Marvin Jones was scared to speak because he wanted to keep his job. Yeah. All right, man. Any thoughts about uh, where we're going for head coach after this? No, but Byron Leftwich would be amazing because I think it would wake the fans up, a former Jaguar coming in. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. All right. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Drunken Jaguar. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Drunken Jaguar. I guess I'm excited to watch Sunday's game. I think I'm more excited than I have been the last few weeks, for sure. All right. Well, until next time, go Jaguars. Go Jags.